0: You are now entering On Bar Audio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of On Bar Audio. I'm your host, Tim Farley, and across the screen from me is my brown brother. Sid
1: Shriram, what's poppin', what's happening, everybody? I have no idea. I almost finished my water, so
0: that's good. (laughs) Gotta get that Texas style. Yeah. Texas style greeting. In I there. supposed to. Say, oh yeah, I
1: usually say "What to do in," you know, like like Paul Wall.
0: That's usually what he likes to say. But whatever. What to do, Paul Wall? I'm the people's champ. My okay. chain light up like a lamp. Cause now I'm back with the camp. That's right he's uh trolling similar to me my aunt because i'm low to the earth people's feelings get hurt when they figure out what i'm worth i got eighty foes poking out at the club i'm showing out. oh jeez.
1: yeah this is what the show is we're actually talking about paul wall and rap songs and shit like that that's that's the we've changed up our entire layout we're going to talk about hip-hop now
0: no. Yes, and speaking of the Grammys, came out with their hip hop nominations, and uh, some people could think it's a little, little off base for rap music of today. Uh, no, I mean that did home. happen, but we're not going to fucking talk about it. No. Hopefully, ho- hopefully Killer Mike wins though. So, um, uh, today is starting. So i felt that this show has become the AEW show. And today we are going to veer from that and we are going to review DDT's Ultimate Party 2023. But also we have some other things in store upcoming, uh, impacts hard to kill pro wrestling Eve's wrestle queendom, uh, gcw in brooklyn i forget what the name of it is but i want to cover that uh of course wrestle kingdom now when we'll be doing these they're not going to be right away because sid is on a tight schedule at work especially in the holidays and you know but we're going to do what we want to do uh later this week we are going to come out with a Full gear post show, but that will be on Sunday afternoon. Um, it's not going to be right after the show, yeah. Um, but yeah, so DDT's Ultimate Party 2023. I feel like I have a little bit more history with DDT than you, Sid. Was this your DDT cherry being popped?
1: I think so. I mean, I've watched DDT matches. But I don't think I've watched like a full DDT show, ever.
0: Right, I don't know if I have either. Um, I knew that there were guys that I was interested in, like Higuchi, Takeshta, Endo, people like that, and um, honestly, you know, there was stuff I seen, but I still didn't know like a lot of the roster. I didn't know how zany it got. I, like, I heard about it. I know the crazy stuff that Abushi had done there. Uh, I knew about Yoshihiko. Uh, and I had seen, actually, one of their matches in JCW, uh, I think, earlier this year. Um, But I had never watched a full show. Um, for this review... We are going to talk about pretty much the main card. Um, the I will say, uh, as a blanket statement for the undercard, it was enjoyable. It was uh, entertaining. Uh, the Dino match with uh, Sanshiro Takagi, the president of um, DDT, it was like a four-on-four match. It was absolutely insane. Uh, Dino is a very, um, charismatic and openly, uh, all sexual, maybe. Um, I mean, I've seen that he, he is a homosexual, but like, I, I, he was kissing women and men in the crowd. Like, I don't know. Uh, but the, the old guy, older guys wanted him to apologize for his actions. But they ended up losing. (laughs) Um, We also had uh, some tag matches, the tag team title match, which I found to be the tag team champions. I believe their name is Romance uh, Dawn. Uh, They're a good young tag team, but um, just as with almost all of DDT matches, there was a guy on the opposite team named Antonio Honda, and he was just hilarious. Um, and he broke the match up a couple times with a with getting on the mic and saying stuff. There was like a gauntlet tag team match, and I am very impressed with the young guys Rukia and a fifteen year old boy who had just came back from his fall um what do they call it a school festival uh uni um Naruki Doi from Dragon Gate was also in this match him and his partner were really good um there's there was a six man that involved Jun Akiyama and against the Saito brothers from all Japan and uh, this one guy on Akiyama's team really stood out to me. Just his look, and I feel like with a little bit more polish, he could be like a pretty big guy for for DDT. Um, he's going to be in the Grand Prix. Um, Yukio Naya, he, he's one to watch out for. Um, but we are going to talk about the matches that you know people who follow DDT would be most interested in people who don't follow DDT would be most interested in um, so the first match we're going to go over is Kuroshio Tokyo Japan making his DDT return from WWE formerly known as Ikumanjiro. Against the DDT rookie standout uh Takeshi, Takeshi Masada. Masada. Yeah. Now, Sid, I know we didn't watch this together. Did you have any time to watch this match?
1: I actually did. Oh shit.
0: Yeah. I well, someone's gonna get a kiss when the camera goes off. <laughs> <laughs> nice anyway so i know i was telling you about the how i felt about this match and i said i got at the beginning yeah i i was i was i would go from laughing hysterically to getting pissed off and back and forth and back and forth obviously now you know exactly what i was talking about yeah <laughs> uh Kiroshio's just fucking with everyone and not getting in the ring, and then just having the time of his life. Like he did crowd. his,
1: he did his intro like twice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like he let the whole, let, like, he let his he song let play all the way back. <laughs> Yeah, he let his song play, and then you, and then he went back, <laughs> I went back to the entrance, and then it played again. and Then he came back out, and still was fucking around. Is it was, is it was the is the darndest thing? I tell you.
0: <laughs> talk talk about mind games. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I I think that that him and Tetsuya Naito should have a match just to see <laughs> just to see if the match ever starts.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also who can be more tranquilo?
0: I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. So
1: and Masada uh, obviously uh, just getting just getting pissed off more and more and more and.
0: You know. Another fun spot I remember from this match was the jackets. Yeah. <laughs> they wanna take them off. <laughs> you take off your jacket. No, you take off your jacket. No, you take off your jacket. Yeah. Then they jump over onto the apron. Then they're still doing it. They kick each other. They're still doing it. This is it was it was hilarious. It was, yeah. And um but eventually uh Hiroshio uh, stopped his play time and uh, and won this match. Yeah, I, I I can't tell you the moves. I can only tell you that no. it was entertaining. Yeah, like,
1: that's I, a insane. lot.
0: I feel like as this is my first full DDT show, um, DDT is equal parts straight up pu- pu- puro and straight up like crazy hilarious stuff and i i love it yeah and they got two big names three big names on this show uh from outside of DDT uh and didn't play to any of the other companies um standards and uh they they wrote this and they got this Point to this point by being themselves, and I find that very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I renewed my wrestle universe. Um, so after Kuroshio beat the rookie standout Takeshi Masada, um, I believe we had Tetsuya Endo against Daisuke Sasaki,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and this was a a grudge match, kind of. Tetsuya Endo and Daisuke Sasaki uh, were in a group called Damnation AD when Endo... Uh, eventually it became Damnation TA. Sasaki was the leader and he taught Endo when he was coming up and Endo uh, I believe last year left and started his own faction, Burning. Burning. Which... Uh, Jun Akiyama is a part of. Uh, Damnation is a heel faction. And... Tetsuya Endo beat Sasaki... At Ultimate Party 2020. Um, Endo had, j- has just come back from injury... Um, a little while ago. Like, not just come back, but... He's still reeling from the injury. Um, but this match... Uh, this match was really good. I think it was. Um, yeah, S- Sas- very early on, uh, the commentary team noted that Sasuke was bringing out the former uh, Endo's former type of mm-hmm. uh, actions, like his deviousness right. and his uh brutality yeah um and after the match ended it kind of felt like endo didn't yep. know where he stood um
1: yeah kind but there of. was
0: a lot of good in this match for sure yeah
1: i think that that was just the story between Sasuke and endo and how like like you said it was a grudge match and how you know they're like former friends turned bitter rivals now and yeah i mean just looking to see where this whole whole thing goes uh whenever
0: i watch i don't DDT know again. if they're <laughs> bitter rivals. like the the commentary was saying kind of like when endo left Sasuke was saying like okay you go do your thing i'm gonna do my thing but it's always gonna be me and you like it's it, this fight and even every, whenever
1: hashtag five
0: they went out went to the outside for the first time on damnation side and damnation I believe it was MJ Paul or canon who hit him Uh Sasuke said no don't hurt him this is mine I mean they did end up helping him like lift him up and stuff but they they never again attacked endo um Endo hit an amazing four hundred and fifty springboard to the outside through a table to Sasuke. Um, he went for a move, and they didn't get it. Called Animal Crossing New Horizons, which caught me. Um, John would have loved the that end one. Of this, yes, absolutely. John would have loved the that. end of this match. Um, Endo either tapped or passed out to a variation of the crossface i believe i think so you're right um yeah and it kind of took both of us aback because we were watching it together and we were both like oh shit it's over like
1: yeah it was it was a little i think it could have gone at least another five minutes but whatever i mean i i mean i liked i enjoyed what i saw um one thing I do have to say, special props to the commentary team, by the way, like, I mean, the one the you know, one thing that I think you and I both have one gripe that we both have about Japanese promotions, is like the commentary a lot of times isn't Japanese, but in this case, the, the, these are Japanese people, but they're speaking in English and like big props to them for, for doing that. I don't know.
0: I liked that even more. Than having English commentators exactly because it felt more authentic. It, it, yeah, like, yeah. Like even though even the way they explained things, it might have not been as thorough as a. Chris and, and they Charles kept
1: it very engaging,
0: or, or whoever. Yeah, that, that that's another thing. They were they were watching it not just as commentators but as fans, Pretty and, much. and they were reacting. Um I, I enjoyed that. Apparently one of the uh the guy I believe yeah who who was doing it is a uh is like a major voice actor over there. Um oh, that's cool. I was reading about it. Yeah. Um so the next match was Saki Akai's retirement match. Um Saki Akai is a 10 year Veteran, I believe she came in from the entertainment industry. She wrestled mainly in DDT before Tokyo Joshi Pro was formed, and then she had like an alter ego who that wrestled there as well. Yeah, um, she this match was Saki Akai and her eruption group members, Yukio Sakaguchi and um Hideki Otani.
1: Hideki
0: Okatani. Well, yeah. Uh, Hideki o- Okatani took Kazusada Higuchi's place because Higuchi left eruption. So on the opposite side was Higuchi. Um, Mio Yamashita, who is the ace of Tokyo Joshi Pro and a good friend of Saki Akai. And the genius of the arc, Noah, uh, um noah standout naomi Naomichi Marafuji. marafuri Mary, no yeah, there we go i'm saying too many japanese names at once and it's fucking me up um i have the matches he like here there. so i can read he was there because much like will osprey saki akai looked up and idolized him um this match fucking rule
1: yeah a lot of emotion throughout this match.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, um you this this was the first match like with Endo and Sasaki it was good wrestling, but I felt like this was the first match that had that Japanese wrestling feel to it. The 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 strikes were hard, you know, there was no fucking around. And yeah, exactly. And like both teams were not afraid of each other every kick sakaguchi gave uh haguchi haguchi had a chest uh chest chop um Marifuji was in there doing his thing with the knees and the kicks and yamashita was
1: i mean it was there just, was a it was just nuts. there was a point where like the the four men just left the ring and let the women do their thing I,
0: yeah, so, like... That was awesome. I was going to say, at one point, it was Akai in there against Marufuji and Higuchi, and she was trying so hard to hit both of them over and over, and Higuchi grabbed her by the neck and held her face, and Marufuji hit the hook kick from behind, and she went to the ground. And then Yamashita came in, And hit the attitude adjustment. And then they were like on the ground, and all the four men were in both corners. And they both, each pair kind of looked at each other and were like, let them have this moment. And that was um, wonderful. Yeah. It was kind of
1: romantic, actually, if you think about it, you know?
0: Very, very much. Yeah. And, um, it ended with Yamashita hitting the skull kick, which is, uh, is much like the black mass or whatever they call it in AW for Malachi Blackmail. Blackout? And, uh, no. Is it the
1: blackout? Maybe. I think so.
0: I, haven't, I don't know. But I do know that they had a Twitter interaction a long time ago about it. And uh, Tommy was like, you do it so much better than me. And maybe one day we could do it together. <laughs> That's but, fun. Um, yeah. Then after but,
1: um, after the match, the retirement ceremony. That was love. That was nice.
0: But um, when when Yamashita was was winning, you, the camera cut to the guys' faces, and Sakaguchi was like about to cry, like about to cry. Maybe he was crying. At uh, when the bell rang, Yamashita was crying. It was very emotional. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. No, I, I, it, I just wanted to get that in there.
1: Okay, no problem. No, um, the retirement ceremony was was pretty cool. They had like a video with some talking heads, uh, including people like Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace, uh, and then uh, Hinare. Togi Makabe. T- Togi Makabe, not Hinare. Uh, and then some other, some other dude, uh, an older japanese wrestler who i think is retired now i don't know who it was um that that i can find out yeah that he was there and then as she was about to leave the ring there was a very special video from wwe's uh shinsuke nakamura uh kind of lame that they didn't show like the video or have the freaking audio playing they just showed uh saki akai's reaction to it which which was great which was cute but the guy like,
0: the guy you were talking about is is Jinichiro tenryu okay he's a very big old name oh, okay but yeah but no
1: nakamura was that was like his that was pretty cool that like nakamura gave sent her out a message and apparently it was behind like the raw backdrop like he, he was standing in front of the the logo of raw and he was cutting the video which was awesome but of course that wwe awesome. being wwe we're like nah we ain't doing that shit bro. so which is so weird it's it's lame because nakamura wrestled like, in noah earlier
0: this right. year right not just that not just, yes for KG Muto yeah but not just that so ddt Tokyo Joshi pro, uh, and, uh, Noah are all on wrestle universe. They're all under cyber fight. And I feel like a month or two ago, there were talks about a partnership with between WWE and Noah, or at least a Bima TV, which Noah is on. I, I don't remember because I didn't really look into it because it yeah. had to do with WWE. Um, yeah. But yeah, him, him showing up in Noah for Mudo and the wrestling stuff.
1: a match. <laughs> he didn't just show yeah. up. He wrestled the fucking match.
0: Which and the pretty. stuff that they have been saying for two months, it it's kind of weird. that I don't know. Maybe after of the, of
1: maybe after the whole Endeavor uh, deal went, went down. I think they just, they're just like not interested in anything anymore. They're just like, oh, we got, we got enough shit. We got UFC. So fuck you. Jap- Japanese uh, yeah. wrestling I guess yeah I mean I heard I mean although it's weird because Vince McMahon apparently is not making as many executive or creative decisions well he's not making creative decisions I don't know about executive decisions so maybe that was Vince that was a Vince move
0: from what I heard the 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 guys at Endeavor hate Japanese wrestling <laughs> sorry for this severe off um feel that vince is a liability and that's why he sold 30 percent of his shares a couple weeks ago and he may sell more uh i mean they're not wrong <laughs>
1: fingers crossed
0: <laughs> i mean last year it was like every six months we found out more sex pest bullshit but let's get back to ddt ultimate party tw- but yeah 23 but
1: gr- grace stuff. Up- um, oh yeah no no one, one last thing happened i'm sorry one last thing happened um one of her mentors came out and actually offered her a job in uh at DDT as a back as, you know a backstage job which was awesome so she's right. still gonna be that working was San
0: Shiro, that was Sanshiro takagi the president of DDT oh, and okay. he he said that he wanted her to be in some backstage capacity so that other she can help others realize their dramatic dream that's because DDT stands for dramatic dream team yeah that's what's
1: up though like that that's good i'm glad she's not like completely you know done with like wrestling like she's still gonna be a part of wrestling she's just
0: not gonna wrestle which
1: fair play you know i love that that they're doing that so good for her
0: I mean, a 10 year career is is pretty long. And if you want to keep your body intact, you know, who knows what she wants to do with her life. Uh, I mean, earlier this year in stardom, we saw the young Himeka uh, hang up the boots. And, you know, um, I feel like I think it's a good move. You know, because you see a lot of these older wrestlers, especially in America, because they had to work the WWE schedule, you know, their bodies are just broken, broken down and uh, out. not so much with older Japanese wrestlers, but still, uh, I think it's a little bit different for women over there because they're very more, their culture is very more traditional and cool. um, so we'll see.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what was the match after this one?
1: The super awesome, fun, crazy match. It was uh, <laughs> the iron it was for the Iron Man Heavy Metal Championship, the champion Hiromu Takahashi versus Kazuki Hirata. And I told you this, and I'm gonna say it on the on camera. This it was match was the stuff of Jim Cornette's nightmares, and I loved every minute of it. Like Jim Cornette watching that shit would just have I would I think would have like the biggest angry man yells at cloud moment, and I would be yes. there for it. Like I know fuck that guy, but still, like anything to like piss him off. If you were to
0: ask me <laughs> the top three matches of this show, I couldn't tell you in order what they are but i could definitely but this is tell one you of the them. three matches i enjoyed the most and this is definitely one of them this and oh, this the two main awesome. events were fantastic and this this shit was so good it's... i'm gonna, i'm going to let you take the reins on this one because okay. i feel like you you really enjoyed it so
1: so how this match worked was it was kind of funny cuz like they had like the referee had like a, like a big red button. Um, and Takahashi, and Takahashi, since he was the champ, he had to press the button. So he pressed it and it's got like different match types, uh, in like a little wheel. And so, you know, spin the wheel, make a deal, I guess. And then, uh, he spun the wheel. And I think the first one that came up was like, like a dance was like, no, it was like a, some slow music. No, no, no it was like some sort of musical thing and you
0: had to wrestle to the beat wrestle to of the, the, the beat song.
1: Yeah. And so Hirata and was it, it, really it, getting into
0: it and it did go slow. Yes. At the end. Yeah. But it was faster at the beginning. So
1: Hirata did it in the, was going on going with it. And he almost like, fuck this shit. And he just came and like, just beat the crap out of him. And like, there was a judge outside who was also a voice actor And he's like, "No, you gotta follow the rules." So, I don't
0: actually. I think he was he was a musician.
1: Oh, he was a musician. Okay,
0: because he was like, he like gave Hiromu the riot act. Like he didn't stop it and say something. He was like, "What the." are you doing you're making a mockery of this and like harubu's probably thinking this is a mockery to wrestling i'm the best junior wrestler in the world and i'm doing
1: this then there was a yeah it uh, got slow and it was <laughs> there was a point where it looked like the two were about to kiss and then the music stopped and everyone was <laughs> like and the whole audience was like oh <laughs> right that was funny um uh, and, and then there was the handicap match with the doll with Yoshihiko. Yoshihiko, the doll. Yeah. Who not, loved, not the, not the only time we'll see see them, uh, this tonight, by the way,
0: this was actually the second time Yoshihiko was involved. She okay. was also in that Dino match from earlier, but I loved how Hiromu was like not selling shit for it. But then whenever it would make a cover, like he would get into it. Like Hiromu knew exactly what he was doing for this match. Yep. Um, and he played, played he the played heel this a part bit. Really well. Not just not just that, but like he knew when to turn into the DDT stuff and when to not. And I thought that was
1: genius. That was brilliant.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, I. Uh, and then what was what was the other thing that and finally it's weird Well, um, they put the glasses on yeah and they were like dancing like crazy no before that before yeah. that they had to they blindfolded and
0: then they were wearing like a bra oh and oh they, <laughs> my god yes it was a take off the bra blindfold match yeah and Fernando <laughs> you know, almost beat Aromu. no he did beat and, him he took it the off bell right no, no, he he still had it on. And then when that round ended, the camera cut to Hiromu and he was holding it and he was looking at him like, you can't show my bare breasts. <laughs> Even though his titties were out the whole time, they were it's too big. Probably covered up here. Needs a, needs a D
1: cup. The dude needs a D cup, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, his lips were out the whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was that was funny. Uh, then uh, after that, that after that, it was like the glasses and everything, and they legit had like a show, uh, like a dance off, and that, that was fun. Uh, the ending was like he pressed the button, and then it landed on like Deathmatch, but then there was another wheel where all of it, the only options were dance off. So finally, they had to do the dance off, and he's like, "Ah, oh, fine, whatever," and he like he had, he had like this real awkward ass moves. And I
0: was telling but you then at one point they were, they were dancing together and yeah. then Hiromu just stopped and was like, okay, now I could do this. And then he, he, he beat Harada.
1: Yeah, no. And then no, but the belt was on top of Hiromu. So the <laughs> belt became the champion.
0: <laughs> and then, yes. uh... After the end of the match, Hiromu was so exhausted from DDT's rules for this match that he laid down next to Hirata with the I.W.G.P. Junior Heavyweight Championship over him and the Iron Man. And since he was, and since he was the champion of the DDT Iron Man, the the I.W.G.P. Junior Heavyweight <laughs> Belt became the Iron Man heavy metal champion of the DDT Iron Man heavy metal championship. So Hiromu's confused. He doesn't know what's going on. And Harada absolutely jumps on that shit. And he pins the IWGP junior heavyweight championship. And everybody goes home happy. And Hiromu takes away, uh, what is it, 10 years of Nevea body lotion because <laughs> that was also a prize oh yeah for that's some right. reason.
1: yeah i'm telling you man this this was yeah if you if you're like a if you're like a one of the like from the school of lance storm or something don't watch this match you're gonna have a bad time but for the rest of us who like to have fun and like to have a good time please watch this match you know yeah or if yeah. you just like Cornette, <laughs> then- Can you imagine though you watch this? What the fuck is
0: this motherfucking bullshit? I can't even imagine a cornet fan listening to us.
1: Well, I don't know. I know that's exactly why
0: I'm doing the shitty cornet impression.
1: What is this fucking bullshit? I, I,
0: I, I'm,
1: I, I, I'm gonna say something racist if I, you know, get into that. Let's not. Let's not. (laughs) Thank you. Fuck you, man. He is racist. Because yeah. he's a racist. Yeah. Fuck him. Um, and a rapist.
0: Fuck him with a... He's with a, tennis he's a piece of shit.
1: Anyways. Um, you know who's not a piece of shit? Well, speaking of pieces of shit, the next match was Matt Cardona versus Mao for the DDT <laughs> Universal Championship.
0: Yes. And uh, this is their secondary title which, uh, you know, WWE fans would probably, like, lose their mind The yeah. Universal titles the secondary. Uh, Matt Cardona beat Tetsuya Endo earlier this year, and uh, it was a no-DQ match, and he came out with his uh, partner, Steph DeLander, uh, and he was wrestling Mal, who I had known because he was... Mike Bailey's tag team partner while Mike Bailey was in DDT. And recently he had done an excursion in the States of GCW new Japan strong. He was in the all junior festival over here. Mm -hmm. Uh, he teamed with Desperado and they became friends, uh, and other independents. Um, and this match, May not have been the best match that we're covering, but the crowd was so into it and so into Mal. And so was I. Um, We had a lot of interference from Steph Delander. Um, I believe Mal is in the group with Hiroshima. Uh, I think they're called like 37 Amina or something like that. And I had heard about the use of the plastic containers. I had never seen it, um, but holy shit!
1: Hmm. He
0: just uh,
1: just freaking moon salted with the plastic container and hit got and hit Matt Cardona with it. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, and it broke. And then there was like, then they like stacked like three, on on, the, and I don't even remember what happened. I, I I don't. I just know that, uh, you know, Matt Cardona, uh, and I I said this to you while we were watching, um, his persona on the Indies and in Japan, you know, it, it does not differ that much. He's such a good fucking mm-hmm. heel, and he's so good so with good. this indie god stuff, and like. Um, and it was perfect for Mal because like he's shown,
1: is- and and I said this too. He has definitely, and this I think this is his kind of his his mo these days. But he's shown that you don't need to be in a major promotion to make it big in wrestling, and that goes for both WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact. I said both. That goes for any any major any any uh wrestling show that's on a major tv network you don't need to do that to be to make a make it a make a good career in wrestling and you know you just but you just got to put in the work you just got to grind and that's all it is and i mean that's kind of life yeah, I mean, he, in general so he
0: has shown up and done some work for mlw and impact but like yeah and AEW. I think he saying, and AEW. like well that was one match after he got released yeah. like i uh, more recently, he's been an impact in MLW, but they're not major promotions, you know. So, no. yeah, um, but uh, yeah, Mal won this match and everyone loved it because yeah. Mal has been putting in the work.
1: And he's and been chasing this Mal- title.
0: Yes, yes, and apparently after the match, he challenged a uh, death match wrestler from Mexico uh to be his first defense i forget the name of the guy but yes very interesting so i expect to see more plastic boxes
1: by the way i just another side note uh the ddt championships look really nice so whoever did the belt designs like good job like that like that those look like actual belts that the wrestlers want to win and not like a toy
0: I feel you. Yeah. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but are we going into the first main event now? We sure are. We
1: got, you know, wow. Oh, they're talking about two AEW stars again. Oh, what the fuck? Shut up. Anyway,
0: we had. Takeshda has said, said after this match. Even though he wrestles in AEW, he will always be DDT. And the style of wrestling he does will always be DDT. And he will carry it on forever. Now, Don Callis was not there because he was on the AEW show uh, that night, Collision. Um, and this was... So both of them call themselves Alpha... Mm -hmm. And apparently, earlier in his DDT career, uh, he would use the... Kunosuke would use the Walls of Jericho, and they actually called it the Walls of Takeshita. And in this match, we saw that happen, and it was kind of like Takeshita can't master the walls. It it was almost like a student versus teacher kind of thing. Um... But I'm going to say this, and then you could take the ball and run with it. With all the stuff that's happening with the Callis family and Jericho and Omega and AEW, neither one of these men had to wrestle as fucking good and as hard as they did. This was Chris Jericho's best match of the year, and I don't care. I'm putting that over his match with will osprey jericho it's crazy to me that anytime you start to think jericho is resting on his laurels and he doesn't have it anymore he'll pull some shit like this out um yeah but yeah what, what were your thoughts on the uh on the match
1: about uh, honestly, about the same as you and I. I could definitely see, yeah, this match being a match of the year contender. Uh Just, I mean, they, I mean, they wrestled before in AEW and it was really good, but somehow they just took it like a notch above, maybe even a few notches above. So, oh yeah, I was, it was I was just blown so away. Good. Yeah,
0: I mean. Takeshita with all the jumping knees and like taking all the, they were both taking crazy bumps. And at one point Jericho just kind of lost it shit and was like booting them in the corner and, and and like face washing them. And and like, there was a lot of, uh, I Jericho won with the walls, but he kind of had it in a lion tamer almost because he was sitting so far back. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this this match fucking ruled. Yeah,
1: um, it's funny. Uh, Takeshita beat Jericho in AEW, but Jericho beat Takeshita and DDT. So mm. both people beat each other in their...
0: And yeah, DDT's fan base for this match was cheering for Jericho. Interesting. They they must watch. They must watch Takeshita in AEW because they they were. They were more on Jericho's side.
1: Yeah, that's true. I, I, I heard it, too. I mean, so there were some... No, I'd say it's a, it was kind of divided for a little bit. And But yeah, yeah. they. Oh, and they did sing Judas, which was cool. Which is awesome. I was like, are they not... Because yeah. in the beginning, when he came out, I was like, are they not singing Judas? I mean, I understood Japanese crowd. They're like more respectful, which is fine. But then, but it's Judas. So, and then I was yeah. a little disappointed, but then I heard the, you know. You
0: couldn't tell. Yeah. And then when the music stopped, they kept going. That was just dope, man. I loved it. Yeah. Japanese fans are cool, they man. Do. I like,
1: they, they, I mean, people talk a lot about UK fans. Japanese fans are kind of underrated, in my opinion. Like, they know when to cheer, when to boo. They know, like, like I don't know. I just
0: like. It's it. like, what? Like UK fans are this extreme, and Japanese wrestling fans are this extreme. You know, yeah. But um, and and it kind of goes with the cultures, really. Right. Um. So the main event of the show was Chris Brooks defending the KOD Openweight Championship, his third defense of the title against. Yuki Ueno. Uh you know, yeah. I had known I had known Chris Brooks because he like was Progress champion, he he did a lot in the UK and then he much like Zack Sabre Jr uh found his home in Japan. Uh I believe he was in a tag team called the Calamari Catch Kings. Uh he did a lot of work with Jonathan Gresham and LAX. Um but I had not really seen a lot of the things he's done in DDT, but I know of it. I know he has his own produced DDT shows. Um, he, he loves DDT. Uh, Yuki Ueno, um, when Takeshita was the ace, or at least fighting for that ace position, uh, with Tetsuya Endo, Ueno was the guy that, Everyone was like, okay, this this is going to be the next dude. This is going to be the next guy. And even though he had won the Universal title, and he won the Universal title off of Brooks, he had never won the um, KOD Openweight Championship. Um, Sid, this match is fresh from your mind, so I'm going to let you take it, and then I'll add some things that i remember oh boy
1: okay um i know one thing is commentary mentioned that both brooks and you you know ueno were are actually like friends and they were in a tag team and so yeah. but when it came to obviously they said you know we're friends until we get into the ring and the way that they wrestled, it did not seem like they were friends, but were like bitter enemies. They wanted to kill each other. Like there was a point where uh, Chris Brooks was outside, and uh, he and and Ueno was outside, and he Chris Brooks took like the guardrail and just bashed uh, Ueno over the over his chest.
0: I, I remember that. Yeah,
1: he did a tombstone on the apron. Uh, I think he even did like a. I forgot what the move was, but he did another one kind of it it was kind of like a pedigree, but it wasn't a
0: pedigree. But right. Yeah. He also like held him up like a high angle power bomb and then. Yes. Oh, my God. Sick ass cloud driver.
1: Yeah. And by the way, he was all taped uh, up. Brooks was so he's always.